Well, hey there, everyone, and welcome back to Game Store Profits. This is episode 16 of the show where geeks talk about God. My name's Luke Navarro. And my name is Mike Perna. How you doing today, Mike? I'm good. <laughs> yes, excellent. Good to know. I suppose that's better than I'm bad. <laughs> you know, it's a little bit, not much. You know, it, it it all comes down to, you know, sometimes you just got to put your head down and just keep plowing through. Sometimes you do, but uh, sometimes there's a wall in the way. And when you eh. put your head down and run it into the wall, you end up sitting down. Or you end up being Juggernaut. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I loved that. It wasn't Juggernaut. What was the little guy, the He-Man toy with the, the springy head? In in true He-Man fashion, his name was Ram-Man. I love that toy. I, I You know, I can't even hardly remember the show, but I loved that toy. That was a great toy. Any toy that you could put into a boy's hand and say, find things and break them with this and toy. Hit them. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. That's right up there with battle damage, He-Man. Yes. Did you ever remember the battle damage I do. ones? I do. With the one where you flip the little thing and it uh, would show all the Various armor dents all dented and up scars. and everything. Yeah. I used to spend days with my just pointer finger just poking He-Man in the chest. <laughs> I was easily amused. Those were the days, man. Those were toys. Though I'll tell you, nowadays I go and walk around in like Toys R Us and I think, I could spend money on these things. Oh, these, yeah. These Star Wars toys look so much better than my Star Wars toys did. Dude, can I can I tell you about the, the fact that I've... I can't wait to have kids, and honestly, <laughs> I... I I, I want an excuse for why I'm I would buy these crazy awesome things that I want, but you know right now I'm I'm walking up to toy stores as an adult and getting the weird looks like why are you looking at this thing? Yeah, you know my daughters have pirate Legos. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, the the thing that really caught my eye was uh, it's kind of been out for a while, so it's not new. But uh, have you ever seen, uh, what are they called, uh, Skylanders or whatever that is? The horse cartoon? No, no. The toys that turn into a video game. No, I have not seen this. They, basically, you get a starter set, and it's got this weird little like base. And you plug that into your television through whatever game console you'd like. And basically, you set these figures on this little base, and you get to play... As that guy, and go through boards and and have missions and all sorts of stuff. That is cool. And so you're basically going around collecting these toys in real life, ah, so yeah. you can put, so you can put them on the base, and play different boards and different missions as that guy. You have no idea how much I want to say, but Sue's it's for the children. <laughs> <laughs> now, do, do you know the thing that I, I, I'm, like, super interested in, but I don't live anywhere near so that I don't do it? There's this place, and I can't, I can't remember what it's called at the moment. I'm sure that I, the internets will know. Keep talking. I think I know, but keep talking. <laughs> and it's basically this place where you get this wand, and you go, and it's like a wizarding amusement park. Mystic Quest. Okay, there you go. <laughs> It's like, I could buy those things for my children and get myself one, of course, and then we could go, but I don't live anywhere near one, which is probably a good thing. You know what? There have been many times where it's not, like, right around the corner, but it is within driving distance of me, and there, <laughs> there have been many times that I have been really tempted to just road trip out there. The best part about that place is, is that uh, a friend of mine uh, got, got married fairly recently. And so she got back into town, and we were talking on the phone, and she was talking about the honeymoon, and one of the things they did on their honeymoon, as a newlywed couple, was go through Mystic Quest. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> I just went to stinking Hawaii. I, I didn't get a wand on my honeymoon. What's up with that? Dude, I'm going to be going to Connecticut, which is going to be lovely. Don't get me wrong, but I don't get to fight dragons in Connecticut. You hope. I don't know. You, know, you, you never know. To totally embrace the Dovahkiin within me. 
You never know, dude. You you totally have a big axe. Of course I would. Yeah, you totally would. And there's the horny no, helmet. There's no question in my mind I'd have a big axe. I can, only take, imagine the I can of... take this to bad places, but we'll let that go. So you've you've been you've been <laughs> how how have you been, <laughs> dude? I have been insane this week and into last week too. I have I uh, I literally I leave my house for work a little bit before eight o'clock every morning. This week, except for yesterday, except for yesterday, in about a week and a half, I have not returned home. Till at way after nine thirty, every day. So I am. That's I not am, fun. I am beat to within an inch of my life because I don't know about you, Luke, but this is something that I've discovered about myself. If I'm not getting home till nine thirty, I don't care how tired I am. I can't sleep. My body refuses to sleep because it's just like we've just we've been going, going, going all day. There's been no time to relax. Uh, see, I'm kind of like that all the time. I, I, could uh, se- I could seriously have spent the entire day at home just, like, watching TV. And my brain doesn't turn off at night, so... Uh, that it's is, a terrible, terrible thing. That is uh, a terrible behold thing. The, behold the power of Ambien. <laughs> uh, just don't interact with people when you're on Ambien. Or me. Or do, and make sure you record it so that you can become you know, a YouTube phenomenon. why does everybody phenomenon? say this? <laughs> Every single one of my friends who finds out that I take Ambien every once in a while, because I've had insomnia, folks, since I was 14 years old, I'm not just randomly taking Ambien, okay? It's doctor told me to take it. <laughs> every single one of my friends who finds out about this goes, immediately, first thing they say is, man, I wish I could record you. Like, what is up with that? What? Am I such a straight-laced, like, controlled person that people are that giddy about seeing me out of control? Yes, they are. And I I don't get it. I don't think it's just you. I mean, if you want to cite an internet phenom that happened not too long ago, it was the kid who had just come back from the dentist in the back seat talking about it, just completely off his butt on nitrous. (laughs) It's one of the, I'm not going to lie, normally I don't buy into the whole internet video craze, but that, I could watch that for days. The greatest thing ever. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, seriously, I'll tell you what though, if you do take Ambien, or anything of the like, I don't know, but don't call people, don't text people, don't do anything, take it, go into your bed, that's it. (laughs) Nothing good, nothing, nothing good comes of this. Don't take it until you're actually in your bed. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly. Well, you know, like like you, uh, I have been stupid busy lately. Uh, not not in the way that you are. You know, my world revolves around my house, my stay at home dad, and uh, when I do work, I work from home and and all of that. But it's, have you ever had like one of those days where you're like, this should take ten minutes? You look it up up at the clock, and it's been forty five, and you're just like, what happened? Yeah, I, I don't know what I did, but that's how my life has been. And you know what sucks about that is. All the good stuff in life always is the stuff that gets pushed out. Oh yeah, that that's without question. You're you're never going to spend you know seven hours in a day doing what you want. It's going to be the you know I'm, I'm doing laundry or I'm doing you know <laughs> all that stuff that should be like just throw it in and get it done turns into the entirety of your day. Yeah, so I you know I think this might make a good show topic. You know, typically we talk about these kind of big things, right? We talk about role-playing games. We talk about video games. We talk about conventions we go to. We talk nerd about tropes. Yeah, we exactly. Talk, we talk nerd tropes. And, you know, the thing about those things is they take a lot of time. Yeah, they do. So, I thought today we'd try to, try to focus in on geeky stuff that doesn't take too long. Like, that you can just kind of just do real quick, like, when you're super busy... And, you know, you have that, for me, it's, there's a ton ton of time every single day waiting outside the school to pick up my kids. Mm -hmm. Those kind of things. What kind of geeky things do you do? Kind of just to reconnect with the culture, just to have a little bit of five minute fun uh, when you're super busy and you can't go. For example, I have not been playing sweater this week. 
Dude, I I mourn the loss of sweater at this point. I I just got in like a half hour in before we started recording. And I I think in total I might have gotten one hour in this entire week, and that includes last weekend. You know, I don't even know if it's that much, and especially for me, right? I normally run a Mac, and the game is not available on Mac, which means I have to dual boot. And it's look, it's not a big thing, right? Just press like three buttons and uh, wait five minutes. But uh, you know, when you've only got twenty minutes, right? And you got to wait five minutes, and then you got to spend another five minutes loading in. Uh, it's like a okay. I won't do that. I'll go do off. Go do something else. Minutes add up, man. Man, they do. They really, really do. So let, let's figure out a way to redeem those minutes in a geeky way. <laughs> so I think I, I'll jump in here. The fir- first thing that came to my mind is the greatest invention. Let's just be honest. The greatest invention of the last decade. And that is the iOS device, or the tablet, or the Android device, or the smartphone, or however it is that you do that. Oh yeah, I it's oh, I love that I get to spend five minutes here and there playing games. And you know, look, I guess before I could have carried around a Game Boy, but let's be honest, I'm a grown man. Not going to carry around a Game Boy. That People already think I'm weird. I don't need to push them over the limit. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and by the way, uh, geeks out there who are thinking about having children at some point in your life, uh, you know, if you're a closet geek and you have children, you're not going to be a closet geek anymore. No, they, they will discover they everything. Will, they will out you publicly. And... Uh, so, yeah, I love that, uh, you know, just a few games. So, a couple games I've been playing. Uh, one that I'm sure you'll be familiar with, Mike, and that is Ticket to Ride. Oh, there's a version of Ticket to Ride Free! on... Oh, my goodness. Free! I'd like to note right now, this is the one and only time that I'd be super jealous of having an Apple device instead well, of Well, I don't know. Android. It might it might be on Android as well. I, I have oh, no I'm... reason to, to check. Tr- trust me, I'm gonna check. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, I actually, you know, I have Ticket to Ride. I don't actually have the board game, uh, yet. I mean, I've played the board game plenty of times, but I don't have the board game in my possession. It's the first game I want to buy for my kids, but they're kind of not quite age appropriate yet. Uh, I do have it on Xbox, but, um, just so much fun being able to play on my phone. And it also has a synchronous multiplayer. Wow. So you do a round, send it off to your friend. They do a round, they send it back off to you, and you're playing back and forth. Um, so yeah, love that. Uh, also playing another game recently called Kingdom Rush. Now that's is, one I've never I've never heard of that one. Which is uh, kind of a tower defense game. Okay. Um, but in a medieval kind of a way. And with a little bit of spell casting and that kind of thing thrown in so that you're not just watching stuff happen. You do have a little bit of interaction, um, including the, the ability to automatically play to not automatically, but immediately place reinforcements anywhere. You need those reinforcements to go. They kind of suck. They're not really good troops, but you can just drop them anywhere. Right. Every 30 seconds or so. Um, and so it makes it a little bit more, uh, just kind of involved. Um, have it, I think probably the most fun with that, uh, I have in any tower defense game or any defense game, I guess, uh, since like maybe Plants vs. Zombies. So, um, yeah, really enjoying that playing, uh, playing the video games on the phone. Yeah. I, I have to say that I've definitely picked up a couple, um, especially since, uh, I got my tablet for Christmas. It's opened up a whole new world of fun and amazing times, uh, playing games on a mobile device. Um, there's one that I have, it's funny cause as much as I hated, uh, the time-sucking awfulness of Farmville. Uh, though, in, in, in its defense, it wasn't the game's fault that I hated it. It was the fact that the people who designed the game decided that after a while, in order to con- to do more cool things, you have to basically uh, pyramid scheme style invite your friends to do it. Yeah, and as soon as as soon as I started seeing the Hi, if you want to build this thing, you need to get 15 of your friends to give you this thing. And I'm like, no, 
No, I don't. Well, and that's... Look, hey, we say every single episode, come play with us. That's but, the exception. But here's the thing. Like, I don't want to be your Facebook friend just to play one game with you. Right. That's not what that's for. You know, and... So, yeah, I'm not kind of... I agree with uh, you, man. I'm not into that. The only how- Facebook game I've ever enjoyed is Dragon Ages. Dragon Age. Yeah. Well, the reason I brought that up was not just to rag on Farmville, but apparently there's a game that I, I, I've been really enjoying that takes a lot of the basic stuff that Farmville uses, like the, the I'm going to plant this stuff, right. come, come back like four hours later and harvest right, yeah, it. Yeah, figure out how you're going to use your timing and how you're right. going to allocate your resources, yeah. Uh, There's one called Zombie Farm. Yeah, yeah, I've played Zombie Farm. Zombie Farm takes all the the the, the interesting stuff of, of the strategy of planning out what gets planted when and for how much and everything like that, and then adds zombie attacks. Everybody loves and, zombies, and you you can't deny that's just just awesome. And it's as as of yet, I'm still playing it because as of yet, there has been no sign of the dreaded bring in twenty of your friends to pl- to build this thing. You know, I so, think I are you sorry, are you playing that on Facebook or are you playing it on your phone? I'm pl- I'm playing it on my tablet. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's that's how I played it, and uh, as m- my recollection was that there was never any of that. There is the occasional while you're sitting at dinner, all of a sudden you get the little pop up thing. It's like ah, I've got to go and save my beets. <laughs> See, I, I I I try very hard to time out when things happen so that it's at very uh, very lull times of the day. Like I'll I'll. I'm about to go to bed, and I go, I'm about to go to bed. I'm going to sleep for, like, six hours. So I'm going to find things that will be growing in six hours. <laughs> I try very hard to time that out so that, you know, I'm nothing's getting interrupted. Yeah, you know, it's all about the awkwardness. The, uh, I'm sorry, I have to stop in this conversation right now because I need to harvest a baby zombie. No, I, I, I refuse. it. That Luke, I'm giving you full permission. In front of our audience, to tell to say right now that if at any point you're you're talking to me, and I just phase out, <laughs> and 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 I'm not paying attention, and I pull one of those, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, sure, that sounds great. If if you, I give you full permission to take me to task and say, Mike, are you playing Zombie Farm? And if my answer is yes, I give you full permission to reach through the internet and smack me. Okay, be glad to do um, that. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, a lot of these games I try to avoid because so much of them can just have the the potential to just dominate your existence. Oh yeah, dude, when it becomes work, not fun. Yeah, and so I try to avoid them, I, and I will, I'll, I'll treat these games exactly like that. I will play as long as it's fun. The minute it stops being fun, I don't care. Like I will put it away. I totally agree. Totally agree. You know, while we're kind of on the subject of portable devices, uh, I'll tell you one thing that I do um, a lot, and I realize we're talking about things you do when when you have little chunks of time. This is actually one of the things that I do when I have a big chunk of time, but a big chunk of time I can't dedicate to one thing, Mm -hmm. and that is the power that is audiobooks. Yes. Yes. you know, I will actually structure my life to be like, oh, yeah, I'll drive that half an hour just so that I can listen to an audiobook for that half hour. Uh, and, you know, right now I'm reading, reading, listening, whatever. I don't, call it whatever you want. I don't care. Um, uh, a pretty amazing book, at least so far it has been, uh, called Reem D. The cool thing about this book is that it's basically about an adventure that happens because of an MMO. Nice. And one of the fun things about it is there is the company that creates this MMO and there is this kind of fictional uh, backstory, not of the game world, but of how the game came to be and how they decided to do certain things in the game and, and how they respond to their characters and all that kind of stuff. And man, I know as a storyteller, you would absolutely love these dialogues between the writer in Residence and the game designer. It's I can awesome. Only, I, it's awesome. I, one of the guys from my Bible study is studying to be a... Well, my former Bible study as of now. 
But um, he's in college right now, studying to be a game designer. And there is, there, yeah, there are times when I just want to be like, like, why do I care about this? <laughs> I like give me a. St- That's awesome that you have that mechanic, and your car doesn't drive through that post. But <laughs> but why do I care? <laughs> All kidding aside, Dave, you're doing amazing work. Keep it up. <laughs> That's uh, you know, I think it's just amazing that he's going to college for game design. Yeah, I didn't have that when I went to college. Isn't that nuts? Uh, so, and uh, this is from somebody. Who, I actually have a minor in computer programming, and so you know that would have been fun, and probably more profitable than the path that I took. But hey, whatever. It all works out in the end. Absolutely. So what do you think, Mike? How, what else do you do just to, to get your geek fix? Uh, oddly enough, what I end up doing in quick fixes usually involves something I do for long-standing geek time chunks. Alright, that makes sense. As is impossible to hide from this podcast is that I am just absolutely in love with tabletop role-playing. It's, it's such an awesome hobby, and I'm realizing that I, I just... I've been missing it for a while cause, because I've been so busy, and I'm very excited about the fact that um, my soon-to-be wife has completely and totally backed me on not only continuing with the gaming that I'm in, but has actually said that uh, she's okay with me starting a couple more games, because, yeah, I'm very excited about that. And uh, one thing I like to do in when I have these spare chunks of time is come up with different aspects for those games, come up with different characters, different plot points. If I'm for games that I'm running different settings and just play with them for a little bit. I don't, I don't know about you, Luke, but I got into the habit a long time ago. Uh, mostly I, I started into the habit of doing this because of my writing, but it, if I, I, I've seen lots of people do this for various reasons. I am never more than like, three feet away from a notebook. Never, ever. Okay. I, I have a similar thing, but I, I don't use notebooks. Well, I, you know, now that we have the wonder, like, uh, uh, like, I, like we've been talking about with the mobile devices. Right. I've, I've discovered the beauty that is Evernote and all these wonderful, yeah. I, all these, Evernote is amazing. Yeah. All these wonderful productivity apps that are on my phone that let me take notes and organize them. Um, but I, I, I create characters like uh part of what I did today and it only I could only do it when I was on break. I get two breaks during the day not including lunch. And there there really are just short tiny little stand up and move around kind of breaks. Nothing you you can't do anything really. But what I started doing is is that I recently unveiled a new character in the game that I play in. Right. Uh his name is Drogon Stone Mantle. Oh, sorry, the group of eight might be listening. His name is Drogon Stonemantle. <laughs> and, uh, Drogon's story Please tell me you do the entire gaming session in that voice. Of course I do. <laughs> um, it was funny, too, because th- they all knew I was going to be rolling a dwarf, and the second I opened my mouth, they all started dying of laughter because they knew that I was going to do an accent. Hey, you make me re-roll, then you have to hear the accent then you have for the to rest deal with, of the game. You have to deal with my bad, broken Scot- Scotch-Irish. That's how that works. <laughs> but Drogon is a captain. In in the actual gaming term, he's a warlord. But in as far as story goes, he's a captain of this stronghold in the Dawnforge Mountain. So the whole part of why he, he ended up with the party is that he got called there to protect this Dwarven noble who's part of the storyline. Well, I was thinking about it, and I said, what military captain with an entire squad at his beck and call would go by himself? I don't know any. Seems reasonable. And so I was talking with my my game master, my buddy Craig, and I said, dude, here's the deal. I need four minions. Everywhere I go. Well, no, here's how we worked it out. I said, I'm going to have three guys with me. I have a a dwarven ranger whose name is Gromley Ironwood. I have uh, 
a dwarven warrior who is a brawler type who basically is all about grappling and just beating the snot out of people. He's a lot of fun. His name's Osric. And then I have a warforged uh rune priest. And the you'll you'll appreciate this. The warforged rune priest is simply named Book. <laughs> and so I rolled these guys and I I I told him I go I go listen man, these guys are going to be with me. And depending on how you let me do this, I want to use them in the game to whatever degree you let me. I said we can switch them out with my main guy or maybe we can, you know, have so he's actually working with me on this. He's like, you come up with a good one, and I'll let you use a daily power that you can send one of those guys into the into the battle instead of you. I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> so we're working on different story elements as to how I can switch my guy out, how I can call them up, you know, all this stuff. This all got busted out because today I was just thinking about characters, and I was thinking about the fact that my guy would have people under him that he, he commands. And so I spend a lot of time just coming up with random stuff like that to fit my large, larger scale nerd hobbies. If I'm not doing that, I'm working on the book, which is fun to do in 15 minute intervals. <laughs> Very short chapters. Well, let's just say I don't, there's a reason why I'm still in the uh, planning phases of this, because if I can only do it in 15 minute intervals, you can guess how much I get done. Well, I think, though, I mean, I kind of, you take that, what you just described, and you really can expand it into all kinds of different places. You know, one of the, the best things about being a geek is not doing the things that we love doing, but thinking about the things that we love doing. <laughs> uh, you know, in my case, uh, lately I've been coming up with recipes a lot. And, you know, I realize that that's not necessarily traditionally geek, but it is the way I do it. Hey, according to, according to our definition, it's definitely geek. And, uh, yeah, you know, I do it in, in a geeky way, that's for sure. And, you know, those are the things, that the, the churning in the back of your brain and just letting things roll that, you know, every once in a while you got a little bit of time, you let some of that out. Uh, you know, my, the, the thing is, is that it's not just geeky stuff, though. I mean, look, I, I don't have time right now to spend a day, take a day out of my life every week and drive the hour that it takes me to get to my local game store, because my local game store is not really all that local, and play for four hours and then drive back for another hour at one in the morning. It, the same kind of principle applies on, on a whole bunch of different levels in life. And, you know, in terms of our spiritual lives as well, we get busy. You know, it's, it's the way things are. And there are times in life when you have all of the time in the world, practically, to to sit back and to to get reflective and to connect with God in whatever way it is that you best connect with God. But but let's be honest, most most of the time, that's not the case. No, I, I would love to say that I have a very, you know, uh, Martin Luther aspect to my life that, you know, the more the uh, the more I need to do something for God, the more I spend time, you know, talking to God in prayer and the more I spend time talking to God about it and to pray and prepare. I'd love to say that that kind of thing is what I end up actually doing, but I got to tell you, when I'm running from the day job to the church, and I might have a half hour in between, and then I end up just exhausted, I get home, and it's basically time to go to bed. And there are times when it's just, it becomes almost impossible. If I'm not, if I'm not going out of my way to be intentional to grab moments, to set aside time to pray, to set aside time to focus. If I'm not actively looking to find that wherever I can, it's gone, man. Yeah, and like I, I said, it's one of those things where you think, you look at your day and you think, okay, I have plenty of time to do all these kind of things, and then you at the end of it and you look back and it's just like, whoa, what happened? It's gone. So that there are so many times when, you know, I'll have all these great expectations, and usually these great expectations happen after I've spent a weekend at a retreat where literally the whole purpose of like a weekend or a week or whatever it is, is to just focus on God, to pray, to journal, to serve. And I'm just like, oh, yes, I'm going to go home. I'm going to keep this mentality up. I'm just going to, I'm going to devote like an hour a day to just studying the word of God. And then the week happens and, you know, it's sad, but you know, it's oftentimes you know, we, we end up being very much in a similar situation to uh, 
what Paul was in when he says, you know, the things that I want to do, I don't do, and the things that I don't want to do, I do. Because, yeah, we spend our time doing a lot of stuff that really isn't nearly as important as the stuff we want to do, but that stuff always gets pushed to the side. Yeah, I, well, I think that's that's a key component in this. Because, you know, part of it is that we're busy. Okay. Uh, everybody's busy. We're always going to be busy. So I think that that we could say, okay, well, how do, how do we be less busy, right? We could try to try to talk about how to arrange your time, try to talk about how to schedule to make sure that you're doing the right things, not just every, every once in a while, not even just every week, but every day. Um, I, but I got to tell you, that kind of stuff, man, it breaks down. You know, it's really, really hard to regiment your life in that way because, you know, there are other people in our lives. And right. that that kind of automatically means that sometimes things go haywire. And so I think, you know, the key to the whole thing is first off, understanding really, really well how you connect with God best. Right. And that's different for every person, you know. Um, and I am I am very much of the the idea that uh, our relationship with God is a unique thing, and we have to understand it for ourselves. Yes, there are some semi-universal axioms that we could use to to understand our spiritual life. You probably should pray every now and again, you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, you really need to understand what, for yourself, is your way of connecting with God. And then once you've found that out, once you've, you've got that idea in your head, you can start trying to shape your life so that it is more reflective of that thing. A little vague, I know, but, uh, you know, for me, for example, I am the kind of person who connects with God best in a familial environment. Probably why I'm a podcaster, but I like connection with people, and I like intimate connection with people. That gets me excited, that gets me thinking about God, that gets me feeling the presence of the Spirit. Spirit's there all the time, but I don't always feel it. I feel it when we're around a table, or we're around a fire in the backyard, or we're listening to music, or something like that together in a small group. And so for me, it's important to try to figure out how to make that arrangement happen on a fairly regular basis. Yeah, and I, I'll tell you that mine mine's pretty similar. Uh, I mean, I, I won't downplay this. I don't want to just completely, you know, wipe it off. Because I really do find that, that study, the ability to just sit down with God's Word and just look through it and to, to tear it open and see what God has for me there, it's, it's an awesome and really amazing thing. There's a reason why you and I spent so much time studying how to do that. Right. The problem is, is that it's really difficult to get the kind of time to do that all the time. There's a reason, like, I uh, I was talking with our youth pastor, and he, he this was a while ago, um, but he was telling me, we, we were kind of having this, this kind of open, honest discussion about where our time with God is and, you know, how that's working, and he and I shared a common difficulty, is that if you're not studying to prepare for a lesson, it becomes difficult. Well, and that's, that's the thing, right? We all have spiritual inflow. We all have spiritual outflow. For me, teaching and study is outflow. Right. And maybe that's not the case for everybody. And you know what? I think it probably didn't start that way for me. I think I probably, a big part of why I came to ministry was because I was so connected to the story. And I wanted to know it better. And at the time when I did that, it was very much about building me up and learning the scriptures that much deeper that much better really did build me up but there there did somewhere in the eight years of academic study of the scriptures it changed for me and it got to the point where that's now work that's now outflow nothing wrong with it but it wasn't the thing that built me up wasn't the thing that that got me empowered that got me feeling connected to god well i i don't want to go so far as to say that it's 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 all outflow for me because the, it's actually something that I'm I'm trying to maintain and I'm trying to keep up is the idea of actually studying the Word of God. Now, I, I, in all honesty, can't do it to the kind of depth that I always want to because literally unless somebody was willing to pay me to do this for eight hours a day, 
I mean, they'd be really upset with me if I was trying to be doing my work in my cubicle and they find me, you know, with three notebooks, uh, a uh, Greek New Testament, and, you know, mm-hmm. my Bible. They'd really be upset with me if that's what they saw me doing. So, uh, but I'm trying to, to get into that because I think that it is the, the foundation. There's so much scripture that talks about the, the whole idea of the Christian life being a house, the body of Christ. You know, they use a house mentality of, of people becoming the, 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 the temple of God. There's all this idea, and, and in every one of these illustrations, there's time spent on what the foundation is. And so much of that is Christ, who he is, and you find out about that through his word, and that's so much about what this is about. And so part of it is things like, every one of my mobile devices has a Bible app on it, so I have mm-hmm. access to scripture all the time. Uh, it's, it's always there, it's always available, and I, I look at it when I can. The other part of it, outside of, you know, coming home and, and I'm, one thing that I'm trying to be much more diligent about is, because I'm not a morning person, I'm not, I'm a miserable human being for the first three hours of consciousness, <laughs> I, I won't lie. That's like not even an afternoon person, man. <laughs> I'm not, uh, no, I, I'm terrible. But, uh, so the idea of waking up at five in the morning to do devotions Again, like you were talking about, it's knowing who you are and, and how you're wired. Trust me, if I'm reading anything at five in the morning, it's not something that's going to affect my day. In fact, it might not even affect five minutes later, because I'm not comprehending anything. What's what's more the case is is that I've been trying to get better about before I sleep, before I... I you know, get into my evening is to take some time to spend in study. And I try to take that with me. And I, I, that, that informs my prayers as I go to sleep and things like that. But the other thing, and it kind of goes off of what you were saying is, is that the other thing that really kind of fires me up is, uh, I love talking to people. Right. And not only do I love talking to people in general, but there's a specific combination that if you get me around these people, I I there's nothing better for me. Yeah, what you're talking about is friends. Right? Well, yeah, it's it's about connecting with your friends on a regular basis, and you know, as geeks, we get that right. We get mm-hmm. that we want to play together, but the I think the same thing holds true for for our Christian life as well. And you know, maybe maybe that's a different level for different people, but for me, I can sit down and read the scripture. And I will understand that scripture, right? I will intellectually know what it means. Right. But it, it isn't until I get one-on-one with pers- somebody and we start going back and forth about that scripture that I get that scripture. That it becomes a part of me. That, that it really begins to do its work on my character and on my faith and on the, who I am down deep. Because that's how, I'm, that's how I am. I have to be connected with my friends and live out not only my study of scripture, but, but live out my prayer, live out my, my spiritual practices, my spiritual disciplines connected with this very small group of people who are my close friends and my family. And, you know, I think that when we get too busy for that, we're in you're big too busy. trouble. Yeah. You're, you're, you're too busy. Not in a, Oh no, I'm really too busy. No. You are too busy. Sit down, write down what you do, and start crossing stuff off. Because if you get to the point where you can't make that happen, you're not you're not living the way you're supposed to. And that this is something that I've pointed to my in my own existence. There have been times, and honestly, if you look back, I I can point to some of the shadiest, not right at all, physically, emotionally, or mentally. And and that's what happens, is that either for, through my own stupidity or through outside forces, I don't get to spend time with anybody. And that's when things, when, when literally the world starts to fall, or, fall apart around me. You know, like, even, even last night, I, like I said, I have been so dead tired. Yesterday was the only day this week that I got to go home after work. Did I stay home? No. No, I didn't. 
Instead, I drove out to a diner not that far from me because uh, the the guy who is our interim, you know, worship leader, he uh, he's like, hey, man, you want to grab coffee? So at 10 o'clock at night, I'm sitting in a diner having coffee because cause this guy is awesome. And, and ever, before he was even on staff, he would come and play. And we, we got uh, we had a connection because he and his his buddies, they were in a band. And they were playing at this event, and I was reading poetry at this event, and we were just talking. And, um, you know, we connected, and, and we were both really kind of expressing faith, like taking that faith that's inside us and expressing it in a way that, that we connected with because we're both creatives who love God and who use the talents. Like, he's all about music. This man has put out some amazing stuff, and, uh, it's original stuff and it's, it's, it's just, you can, when he plays and when you sit there and you listen to him and you listen to what he's got going on with the guitar, how he's bringing in everybody else with the band, all the guys that he plays with, they're all great guys. You just feel, you know, as you were talking about, like God's always here, right? God's presence is always here, but we're oftentimes too stupid or too distracted to catch it. God is always present, but we aren't. (laughs) Right. And, you know, for me, at some point in my life, I think it's, you know, having kids and it wasn't even having kids. It was having kids that were a little bit older and realizing that, like, wow, their life goes by so quick. Yeah. And stopping to say, you know what, especially somebody like me, right, because I am a visionary dreamer, crazy, let's go change the world kind of person. Right. I like to live in the future. You know what? Living in the future sucks. <laughs> Because all right, explain that one. Because no people live in the future. Mm. People only live in the present with you, right? And be present. Foster that skill of being able. And you know, you were talking about music, and I think that music is one of those things that just takes you and says, "Boom! You're grounded. You're alive. You're here right now." Right. You know, though even I, even I could be singing along. Like last week at church, man, we had the most incredible worship experience and I could still have my brain be flying out into the future and trying to figure out a plan for something that I'm doing or whatever, especially for me, you know, this is preaching to me, but figure out, remember, focus on being present. And you know what? When you are present, you look around at at little things, stupid things, and you're like, God is here. And, uh, you know, today for 10 minutes before I put my kids upstairs to go to bed, and my two kids under a blanket, curled up, watching a TV show together, you know? And it's those little tiny moments where you're like, I understand not just my love for my kids, but I understand God's love for me in this moment. And that stuff is amazing. And you gotta, no matter how busy we are, we have to foster that skill to be present, to take all of that good stuff that God is giving us on a regular basis that we'd otherwise just miss. You know, we just miss it. And, you know, one thing that, that keeps coming to mind as we start talking here, especially when that, that phrase, that, that whole be present thing, um, a lot of the stuff that we've already talked about, if if you let it, it becomes the distraction that takes you away from being where oh, you are. Oh, that's for sure. That's for sure. Um, you know, one of the things we do on the show, we got to say the bad stuff with the good stuff, you know? Right. and and. I'm fully aware of this at this point in my life. And um, I think the, you have the, good reason you know, to be. And, and well, I was just going to say, you know, I've, I've always been aware of it, but now I'm pointedly aware of it because uh, Susan and I had uh, friends that just got married and we'd watch as on their Facebook, you see pictures from the honeymoon taken from their phones. The first time one of those pictures came over, Susan looked at me and said, so help me if you even bring your phone. <laughs> and and uh, if, if you've ever met my fiance, you'll know that that kind of just pure, like, you know, reserved yet pure white hot anger <laughs> at, at the idea of me even having my phone with me. Yeah, you realize that that comes from down deep, because that is not something that comes to the surface a lot with her. 
So, needless to say, no one's going to be able to reach me during the time that we're up there. That's probably a good plan. But it's it's true, though. You know, you're in a phase shift right now. And when you're in those transitions, you become really, really aware of all of those things that can distract us or can take our time away or can burn our time. And there might be good things. They might be fun things. But but you're right in that if we're not careful, you know, instead of experiencing the meal with my family, I could be playing zombie farm. Right. Right. Because that's what it comes down to. Well, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you this, and and this is something that that kicked my butt, and I do it occasionally, um, but it's hard, so I don't do it all that often. Um, this was actually an assignment from a professor of mine in college, and uh, it was in one of my pastoral ministry classes, and he said, "I'm going to teach you guys a little thing about time management because none of you know what you do with your time," and we're all like, "Yeah, sure, we all know how to budget time." He goes, "No, you don't." He says, "For two weeks." You're going to carry a notebook with you. Just a tiny little notebook that can fit in a pocket. And every 15 minutes, you're going to write in that notebook what you just spent the last 15 minutes doing. And at the end of two weeks, you're going to tap, you're going to tally all the different stuff you've written in that notebook and chart it. And you're going to be surprised at where your time goes. Mm. I did that and it was painful. And it was awkward because there were two of us in the class, uh, myself and my buddy Tim, who Tim is like my best friend ever. He's my best man for the wedding. Like, people knew that Tim and I had our notebooks. And if they didn't see us writing in the notebook, they would literally say, um, been 15 minutes. <laughs> and, you know, it's painful when you start looking at things like, okay, I spent 20 minutes today in my Bible, and in prayer. I spent three hours playing Grand Theft Auto. (laughs) Something's not right here. (laughs) And when you do that for two weeks, it's incredibly painful, because you realize, just like we started off with this podcast saying, you know, time just disappears. Yeah. And if you're not intentional with it, you won't be happy with where you've lost it. Yeah. You know, you're right. It's it's about that intentionality. It's about that presence, knowing as, you know, it's funny, you mentioned a professor, I, one of my professors, uh, we called him the Silver Fox. His name's Robert Smith. <laughs> and uh, that was 10 years ago, 12, 15 years ago, and he is still the Silver Fox, and he is still teaching. And mm-hmm. uh, he was really old then. Um, I'm sorry, Prof. Uh, sorry. <laughs> and I'm guessing he doesn't listen. But just in case. Sorry. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he uh, once told me, uh, myself and actually Kevin McGill, who uh, I host uh, Guys Can Read With, he pulled us aside and he looked at us and he said, someday you're going to have to learn what the difference between 15 minutes and a quarter of an hour is. Mm. And I had no idea what he was talking about. It took me a good 10, 15 years to even begin to understand what he was talking about. You know, when we count life by minutes, and we recognize how every minute passes by, you know, it's something we all have to learn, and it's something that we all continue to learn every single day. What's the difference between 15 minutes and a quarter of an hour? I'm still not sure. (laughs) (laughs) But there you go. We're busy. Mike, I know you're busy with one other project that you haven't quite revealed to the world yet. It's fun. If you're on our Facebook page, you saw me kind of drop a a picture into it under a very cryptic headline that went something along the lines of, what the heck is Mike working on? Could it be? What what is it? See, I even missed that cue. I knew what you were doing, and I still didn't put all that together. So, okay. Tell us about it. Well, no, I was intentionally cryptic. I I gave absolutely no clue. I just, I dropped it on the Facebook page and said, deal with it, I'll explain later. This is later. Alright. Luke for the I mean Luke and I have been talking about this for a while, especially because of the fact that we do this podcast every two weeks. Right. So basically we record it on a Friday night, a week goes by, and then that Monday that you know, a Monday after the after next or whatever however that works out. Gives me some time it, to edit the thing. Right. 
What do you mean edit? Because we're, we're clearly, not perfect. We're, we're clearly we're clearly just this stellar to begin with. Yeah, it, it, yeah, we're amazing. It's the bird that's the problem. <laughs> and the reason you don't know about that bird is why Luke is awesome. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. Um, but there's a whole lot of time that passes between them, and there's a whole lot of things that that cross my mind and Luke's mind, and it's not always stuff. That has a place in the podcast. No, either it's, a, it's often not. Either either it's an, a neat idea and it's something we want to explore, but it's not. There's no way we're going to cover an hour's worth of content over it, or you know, it's just due to format or whatever it is. There's it just doesn't fit. So, I was talking about creating a blog to kind of coincide, not necessarily be directly tied to GSP, but to same kind vibe. of be an the same vibe, kind of be like an overflow of GSP. Mm-hmm. Um, the to kind of tackle the issues and to to display the stuff that a podcast doesn't it doesn't work in a podcast, right? And so I came up with this idea, and and I think I stressed so much about the name of it because I didn't want it to be cheesy, and so I started asking questions about what I wanted it to do, my my vision for this project. And, uh, obviously because I've had role-playing games on the brain lately and because of the fact that this is all geek-based, I decided that I was going to call it Perception Check. Best name ever. That is awesome. I, I forget, you texted me or you something in me. I saw that. I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> I don't even care what you're planning to do with it. <laughs> Register that domain, domain name right now. <laughs> So we're I'm, we're still working on where we're gonna host it or anything. Right now, it's just on the free WordPress fun times. But um, perception check is a real thing now, and I, I I'm currently filling it up with all the. I, I kind of had a soft launch. I told a, a handful of people about it. Uh, a handful of people have stumbled onto the site just for you know to see what's going on. By the time you're hearing this, I plan on having three or four different posts up there that you guys can check out. And uh, see what's going on. Uh, it's 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 a lot of fun. The reason I called it Perception Check, in case you guys aren't familiar with Dungeons & Dragons, pretty much when you walk into a room, you you only know what the Game Master tells you. However, that's often not all that's going on. <laughs> yeah. It's literally just... <laughs> it's, it's just what he gives you. And a common thing that you're going to see is that when you walk into a room, unless like you walk in and see the creature that's in front of you. What you end up doing is, is I'm going to make a perception check. And what it is, is, is that it's you looking around and searching for what's hidden just outside of, you know, the obvious it's what's hidden, you know, you know, behind this, you know, you can see it. It's a dusty door behind that bookshelf or, or you can see that there's something floating in the fountain or stuff like that. It's the stuff that isn't obvious. And once, you know, once you get into role-playing games, you start realizing that you make an awful lot of perception checks. And it just, it's there to show you where stuff is and what's going on and helps you interact with the world around you. So it just seemed like a really natural thing to call it that, to call it perception check. Well, one of the things that I want to do with this is that uh, you know, Luke, as we, we said in the, uh, uh, was it last episode or a couple episodes ago, we love the fact that people are talking to us about this site. I'm so giddy. Like I was just, I was, sh- I was sharing with Suze tonight at dinner that, you know, I'm amazed at how many of you guys, you know, take your time to listen to our podcast. I'm, I'm still, my mind still boggles at this. And, um, we love the fact that you guys not only are listening, but you're talking to us. You're you're talking to us about the stuff that we're we're into, how you can get involved, stuff like that. And uh, one of the things that keeps coming back to me is is that we've mentioned characters. We've mentioned, you know, last episode was we play characters, like that's our thing, that's our shtick. But Luke and I in the podcast have not spent a whole lot of time going through a lot of our characters. We've spent lifetimes developing these guys and playing these guys, but we haven't really talked about them. And again, that falls under the whole idea of it doesn't fit the podcast. 
Well, that's one thing that I definitely want to to devote some time to in this blog is the idea of exploring characters and exploring story. Another thing that we've mentioned a handful of times in the podcast is this wonderful game called Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time has become almost an infection because <laughs> because as I mentioned in one episode, I brought it with me to a youth group retreat. And since that retreat, there's at least four people I know of that have bought the game for themselves because they enjoyed it so much. It took so much of a hold on them. Well, so much of our discussion talks of, you know, even today Luke did it. Luke keeps telling me a storyteller. I call myself a storyteller. And so many people come up to me and say they wish they could tell stories. They wish they could come up with stuff. And I always tell them all it takes is practice. So. Every once in a while, and I don't know if I'm going to make this regular or not, or if it's just going to be a every once in a while I'm going to, on the whim, get my cards out. But I want to do a completely blind draw story using my Once Upon a Time cards. And I'll post these on Perception Check. What I'll do is, and I'm defining the rules right now, I will draw one end line, and I will draw your normal, your normal hand of cards if you're playing a smaller game. So about six cards I'm going to deal to myself. All right. By the time the next podcast airs, which in this case, since it's the first one, since I'm revealing it now, it's probably up already by the time you're hearing this. But between podcasts, when I do this, this, cold, this blind draw, I'm going to write this story and post it on Perception Check. So anytime you're listening and you hear me do this, Get used to the fact that you're going to be able to go to the perception check and see the result of this. And feel free to leave comments, uh, you know, both good, bad, or indifferent. I don't care. I have a tough skin. I can take it. Um, they're not going to be super well-defined novellas, but it's just going to be a time to just walk through story. That being said, I'm going to literally start drawing cards. First card is a door, which is always going to be a fun one. <laughs> the next card, stupid. Next one is cook. Next one is lost, poisoned. And the final card is storm. I'm going to then write a story that uses all of these. And I'll put them, I'll put these cards. Don't feel like you have to double check me or anything. I will put these cards right on the top of the story entry. And I will come up with this thing and I will post it. The end line that I will end up reaching for, it, the end line, and you will see this exactly at the end of this, it will say, and in the course of time, they became king and queen. Oh, that makes things a little bit more interesting. Doesn't it, though? The end line will do that to you. Hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely be checking out Perception Check. Uh, as it stands right now, it is perceptioncheck.wordpress.com. Uh, we'll keep you posted in case, you know, I find some random money and decide I want to you know, get a domain name for it, but, um, definitely be checking us out. Uh, go ahead and do that right now. It's going to be awesome. I'm so, I'm so thrilled about what's going to happen with this. I've already, uh, I'm going to, I plan on having a write up on me playing with a group of eight. I plan on having discussions about various nerd things, like the fact that I'm fully in the camp that, that, uh, Han shot first. (laughs) I, I, you know, there's so much that I want to cover in this, and I'm so excited that I'm going to get this forum to do that in. And I want you guys to show up. I want you guys to leave comments. I, I want this, just like we always say with our Facebook page and with our, our page, we desperately want to hear from you guys. I want you guys to be in this with me. Um, I want you guys to leave comments and, and participate with me because, like we've spent so much time talking in this podcast, this, this particular episode, It's all about the community. It's all about, you know, we can talk about this stuff all we want, but if we're not doing it together, it's not grabbing hold. It's not really a part of what we're doing. I totally agree. I think that's really awesome. I love the fact that this this idea we came up with is is, uh it's kind of taken on a life of its own. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, it it's it really is uh an amazing thing to because these are these are my passions and Luke, I know they're yours too. This this whole idea of of coming together as geeks who love God and to really to because we see life differently. We always have. We always will. Mm. 
It's just the nature of being geeks. So to turn that eye on who God is and and to really draw it closer to him as that as a body of geeks who love Jesus is amazing. I, I wanna always be able to foster that. I want to to always be a part of that. No matter what I end up doing, I always plan on gaming. I always plan on on uh sharing stupid fantasy stuff. I always plan on, you know, using Doctor Who as sermon illustrations. Um this I mean it's part of who we are. And I hope that it's part of who you guys are too. Alright, well Mike, how can folks find you? There is a new way now. Perception check. There it is. I will say it one more time. Uh at, in its current iteration is perceptioncheck.wordpress.com. I will keep you posted if that changes, if if we find money and get a domain name for that. Uh also tinkerstory.com. It is my archive of all my, my old Tinker stuff. Um it is also where you can find links to you know, my Twitter and my Facebook pages and all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, Luke, what about you? You can find me on Twitter at Luke Navarro and tweet about books and about games and about geeky things and about food and about family. And you can find out more about this show by going to GameStoreProfits.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, leave comments there as well, leave ratings there as well. And uh, you can head over to Facebook, if that's your thing, and uh, hang out with us at facebook.com slash GameStoreProfits. As always, we're just so thankful that you're with us, hanging out with us, playing with us, having fun together, and thinking about God. And so remember that God is the Game Master, and no matter how the dice fall, the game plays on.